0: number one for podcasting.
1: The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mint. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon.
2: Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on
0: 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, and and now on 106.3 FM, as Trent and I... I'll join you for the next couple of hours here and glad to be with you. And thank you for uh, allotting some of your time this morning to tune in to the radio program. In the spotlight today, the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Not a ton of guests, uh, but we are going to launch Restaurant Radio. We'll get into that in a minute. Looking forward to doing that. Our team of the day, our spotlight as we look back at some of the great teams that have uh, entertained us in the state of Iowa over the last... Oh, I don't know. I don't know if we put it, if
3: we put a year on it, Trent. No, uh well we'll have to go back a ways before you know we get into some of those 50s, 60s 59 teams. Ro- 58 Rose Bowl team. Right. The final four team it was just yesterday the uh anniversary of San Francisco and Bill Russell beating Iowa in the National Championship I game in basketball. Know, yesterday was the anniversary? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, 1956 I want to wow. say, the first of back-to-backs for the Dons of San Francisco came against the Hawkeyes in that squad. We're going to need help with those squads. That, that's where I'm getting Yeah, there. that's if for we're, sure. If we're starting to tap into those, we're going to have to definitely dig deep into the Rolodex to find some names to help us out. Yeah, and sadly, a lot of those names may not be around if we're going back that far. Well,
0: we will take a look at the 86-87 Hawkeye Basketball Pro Program today, remarkable run uh, that they went on. Uh, the guest list today, will um, Zubin Zuba is our first guest. He joins us every Tuesday. Today will be no different. Of course, at ESPN Sports Center for Zubin. And then Mac McCausland will uh, share his thoughts on 86-87 Iowa. Tomorrow, the 2007-08 Drake men's basketball team will be our team of the day. But Restaurant Radio is coming up at the bottom of the hour. And I'm certainly looking forward to... Um, Look, we have no idea how this is going to turn out. This right. is uncharted territory for us. We're going to do it. If you listen to football Friday night on the, on KXNO over the years, you're used to going from one stadium around central Iowa, uh, one after the other in rapid fashion, bing, bang, boom, a couple of minutes for uh, with each correspondent. Well, we don't have correspondents. We've got owners or managers. We don't have football, sadly. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got restaurants, and we're going to spotlight them twice a week to begin with today and uh, today and Thursdays but we've also decided within the last oh 24 hours or so just because we've had requests you know why would are you just limiting this to restaurants i've got a small business and boy um can you do anything for us well the answer is of course Mm -hmm, absolutely (laughs) no we're not going to help you we just (laughs) come on folks uh we'd be happy to so if you look if you're you don't need to be the restaurant owner or manager but if your friend is and maybe he hasn't heard about what we're doing as a lot of them haven't you know let him know let him know that um that trent and i are going to do this and the email to um you know, to get in touch with me is Ken Miller Show at gmail.com. dot Miller Show at gmail.com. Thursdays almost full, but if this grows to you know bigger than we think it could be, there's no there's no reason we couldn't do this three or four times a week. And that'll get me out of the house because I'm going to come downtown and do this with you because it would be unfair. And you know what? Before we go on, yeah, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I seriously mean this. Um, you know. I'm scared to death, friend, right? I really am. And I've been that way for a month or so mm-hmm. more. And it seemingly every every day gets. I can't sleep. It's that bad. It's that bad, man. It's just what's going on, and this wave is not diminishing. Sadly, right,
3: right. And that's the part that I think is still concerning. Is people say, "Boy, I've been I've been held up for a week. I've been holed up for two weeks. I've I've listened to everything, but." boy it feels like things maybe are, are trending in the right direction that that's not the point no. here this is long term this is something that needs to happen for more weeks for more months in order for to flatten the curve yeah. to make this palpable and with it keep the hospitals from being overrun that's just so it. even if you feel like boy things are trending right i've done everything right and i'm i'm getting stir crazy go for a drive yeah yeah you can go for a drive yes, go you for can. a walk and that's been the incredible thing is being out going for walks with the family and just the sheer number of people we went Don't yesterday get too close to him. no no six feet away staying away and and people everybody every time nice. we've walked by everybody in our neighborhood has been very good about relenting and coming back on the other side uh-huh. and giving you giving room we got little kids of course you got that angle too of it but talk to the neighbors over the weekend that was fun to talk to them and mm-hmm. We kept our distance, and neighbor across the street, Alan, he's telling jokes, and he's uh, he's in his seventies, but he still works at Lowe's. and he, still, he really? Still works at Lowe's, but he's not doing that right now. He, yeah. but he's he's out there telling jokes, and they're talking about the president. And they're going on and on and on. It was just, it was good to smile. It was good to see yeah. the neighbors as I was doing yard work over the weekend, and, and just talk. And you can still do that. Yeah. You know, you see the pictures of the guys sitting there having their driveway beers, and everybody spread out <laughs> right. like six feet I away from Williams each other. I think Williams had one of those. <laughs> yeah. The other Day. And I love it. I that love was it. good. Yes, it was yes. Good. Try to make it as fun as possible. I know Andrew Downs. He had Zoom, which is a business kind of app or website where people can come together and you get the video of them on their laptops, on their computers, and you do conference calls kind of that way. He was doing that with some friends. My family had a big phone call on Snapchat where it was, I don't know, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins. There's about 15 of us on this phone call. We're all sharing a drink and we're having laughs and we're having fun. And I was playing dice and maybe we'll play a dice game with the family <laughs> someday. It's just those kind of things to to try to get through the day, to try to make it through. Mm-hmm. Those are the positive stories that are out there. And and we can make it go of this. We yeah. can make this happen.
0: Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Um, as we uh, get through uncharted territory, obviously. All right. So, you know, let's take our first break because we want to do this restaurant radio commercial free. We, mm-hmm. we should, talk, we should um, you know, at least opine a little bit on the Olympics that yeah. were, you know, it was inevitable that it was going to happen. Uh, but they're going to postpone. You know what I want to do? Maybe tomorrow. Our friend Mike Mahon, who was the Drake SID during that uh, Drake team's remarkable run of 2007-2008, he's been so involved in in, uh, in the Olympics over the years. He's been in, gosh, you know, uh, I don't know the number, but a lot of them, mm-hmm. right? And he's um, at these events as the trials are taking place, and that's what Mike does now. Because I've got some questions. I mean, if you've qualified for the Olympic team now, as I'm assuming a lot of folks have, right, does this Are you mean grandfathered that, in? That's just it, yeah, right? Right. That's just it. Are we, are we gonna go through this process all over again? If you finish just out of the money in in your out of the money, that's a racing <laughs> term. Uh, if you finish let's say the top two qualifiers in this race get to go, and I'm just making this up. If you finish third, do you get to try again next year? Maybe, you know, knock the person that finished second out and they stay home and you go. There's so many layers to this and we'll spend a couple of minutes on that. So let's take a break. Uh, We will come back Uh, again. Bottom of the hour. We are going into um, restaurant radio for the first time. By the way, these um, these keywords that we're about to give you the first one of the day, this is not the keyword. I'll, I'll tell you what the keyword is in a moment, but I was just looking at the list. You know, over the last little while, it was jock and it was ball and it was, I don't know, score and game, but all stuff like that uh, related, right? When I saw this list, it just aid, bills, calm, care, family, home, hope, love. That's where we are. That's where we are. Couch, cash, family, thanks, smile. Um, bored bored yeah they resonate a little bit here right they these keywords resonate so here's the one for this hour we've got one in the 11 o'clock hour as well but disregard what i just told you about all those keywords those are keywords you'll hear over the weeks to come but i just found it um, very timely that they've gone away from sports M- M- william hill put out their uh, odds for college basketball yesterday did you see oh, I that did not know Kind similar to the Super Bowl or the NFL win totals, hardly a peep. I didn't even retweet it. People yeah. not, people aren't thinking sports right now, and that's good. Uh, here's the keyword uh, because right now it's time to text the keyword. AID, A-I-D, to 200-200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. AID to 200-200.
4: You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest.
0: One more time. AID to 200-200. Quick timeout. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 107, their families.
3: 1987, March of 1987. Is
0: it really that old this tune? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Melin Condon 1460KXNO 106.3. I wonder why you dug this one up,
3: but very timely. Our huh. rewinds were uh as we go back to the year, I'm gonna play some music from the time that we're talking about. 1985 might be a little bit different as we get to Friday tomorrow, and it's crazy too. Like tomorrow we'll be talking about the 87, 2007 uh, 08 Drake team. Yeah, and boy, it's like, oh, that song's 12 years old. Yeah. I mean, it just flies by. Indeed
0: it does. Indeed it does. It gets faster as you get older, just <laughs> so you know. All right, so we're going to, uh, the, the Olympics have been postponed. I was going to do an Olympic conversation right now, but let's maybe hold this off. I do, seriously, I want to have Mike Mahon on the program yeah, to get his insight a good idea. on all of this. So instead of you and I kind of flying blind in this, uh, let, let's wait till we have somebody that actually knows what they're talking about, which would be new for this show, right? That's uh, what we try to do. Absolutely. So let's, uh, let's do 8680. And speaking of flying blind, uh, I'm going to rely on you for, well, the 85 team that we'll get to on Friday mm-hmm. and the 86-87 Hawkeye basketball because not a lot of college hoops on the TV in Winnipeg Very in the true. winter months, uh, let's be honest. and So I, I know, like I don't, I can't even say, Trent, that I remember them seeing um, them play once.
3: Because you don't remember the UNLV I do game? do not, no, Anything like that? No, so that was... Of course, the final game of the year is yep. they dropped the 18-point lead in the a halftime lead of 18, up as many as 22, I believe it was, against UNLV. Going back and watching this squad here, as I did yesterday afternoon, getting all the clips ready, though. They were incredible. I mentioned yesterday they had nine different guys that were either drafted or played in the NBA. Mm. Jeff Moe was one of the guys. Never played, but was drafted in the second round. But nine guys how on this many, roster. He, how many rounds did they have back then? I think they had four. Did they have four? He remember? was a second rounder. Okay. Kirk Kanasky was drafted in the NBA draft, too. I remember it's that. Like when there was Tenth like round. S- tenth round, yeah. That, that, that's going back. Yeah, good luck, right? Right. <laughs> guys that played in the NBA, Roy Marble, B.J. Armstrong, Kevin Gamble, Brad Lowhouse, Ed Horton, Bill Jones, Les Jepson—all of them played in the NBA. As mentioned, Mo was drafted. I think there was one other guy that was drafted, but never got to play a game. But nine overall mm. had that distinction. And as I told you yesterday, it was one of the longest ever. Uh, in, in fact, the only team that had nine for a long time that had that distinction with this squad. They came in with big expectations and. One thing I want to add, we're going to have Mac McCaslin on who called the games. It was great. I got a quote a clip here with Mac and you can hear so him. So who
0: is he working with? Do you remember? It was a
3: name that I was didn't Was it Larry know. Morgan? It was it Larry time? at least a couple of the yeah. games that I saw uh, heard the Illinois game we'll get to in the huge comeback they had there. It was the Illinois broadcasting crew and it's okay. a name of a, a voice that you will certainly know as soon as I play the clips of that one. But So help me out with this before we get into yeah. it. So so you what what's the television dynamics during the regular season? This is what made me a Hawkeye fan because every game was on. Yep, Indiana copied the model of Iowa basketball. I was the first. On program. what channel do you know? Was it obviously a network? It around was the different. State? Yeah, yeah, it depended on where you were. Here, I'm not sure. I do not mm-hmm. know what it was in central Iowa. Somebody can help us out on that one. For me up north, it was in Mason City, the KMT, the CBS affiliate up there. I know KWWL, well, which is an NBC affiliate in Waterloo. They had it for a number of years. It was Bob Hogue who went on to Hawaii mm-hmm. and uh, worked in, I think he was the SID at the University of Hawaii. Nice gig. That, uh, Yeah, he was the play-by-play guy when this started. But it was the the Iowa Basketball Broadcast Network, and it was it was coverage across the state. I remember reading, I think it was Lute Olson's book, and he was talking about this network as they put it together. There were times where they were getting 70, 80 shares in the local really? markets. It was that big. It was Holy all there was. Mackerel. You're looking for sports, and that's where I gravitated to, because I knew on Thursday nights, uh-huh. 7 o'clock, it was going to be Iowa basketball. Regardless meant, if they were home or didn't away. Didn't matter if they were home. Didn't matter wow. if they were away. Now, later on, you started to get more and more of the fees, and that's when Raycon became involved, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you remember the Raycon yep. games of the late 80s and into the early 90s. But at that time they'd go on the road with them, or they'd pick up a feed from another. But it'd be Thursday nights, you'd get the game. If they're at Ohio State, you're going to watch it. They're at home, you're going to watch it. It was on every single time, so that is really... This is what made me such a huge sports fan. I like sports, but this took it to another level, and this team took it to another level as they went 18 straight to begin the year.
0: and that's So this goes back to, I guess, maybe not the sole reason, but obviously a, a major reason why you became such a college basketball fan that you no are doubt. to this day, right? No doubt. And
3: this team played a role in that? The, the biggest role, no doubt. Wow. I remember a little bit of George Raveling more than anything. That was the first season. That was 85. I really remember a little bit of football, a little bit of basketball. The only thing I remember about Raveling is my grandpa got mad that he wore sweatpants on, on the sideline. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm right. frustrated, my grandpa, about that. But... Glad he's not in the studio today. he be pissed at me. <laughs> right. guys saw you. you. came in uh, not even business casual, just no. casual today.
0: This stuff, so as soon as I walk in the back door, in fact, I might not even get in the back door and peel it off and right in the laundry.
3: But I want to hear from Mac, because one thing that I, I've tried to unearth, uh, my buddy has a, a login for newspapers.com because he loves to deep dive into stuff, is when Dr. Tom was hired at Iowa, his record wasn't great. It's not a guy that was lighting the world on fire and look at who, what Iowa brought in, but just I wonder what the general tenor of Dr. Tom Davis coming to Iowa was at that time. He had a great team, a great program, and just kind of like maybe what Kirk Ferentz was when he was hired. I, I'm wondering, you know, was nobody a,
0: wanted Kirk Ferentz,
3: Everybody wanted Bobby Stoops, right? And was there another name out there? Was there a big name out there? Raveling was a big name, and mm-hmm. going off to USC, you know. I just, I, that's something that I don't certainly have a backbone. And again, another thing that people can help us out, hit us up on Twitter at Miller and Condon and uh, let us know that one. But they had expectations. They were preseason number 10 coming into the year. They open up in Alaska, the great Alaskan shootout. Game 1 against Alaska Anchorage. They win by 10. Second game, NC State, who becomes a thorn in the side of Iowa in the NCAA tournament. They beat them in overtime, then win the championship game, and from there, they just start rolling. And it continues on. They beat Iowa State by 25 in Carver. They beat Drake by 7 in the Big 4 at Veterans Auditorium. They also played in the Anteater Classic. I don't know what the Nader Classic is. Well, it's UC Irvine, which makes sense there. In fact, when they came by two, 105-103 against UC Irvine. Big Ten play starts, and that's where we get rolling with our highlights. Illinois, I remember this game vividly. They're getting clubbed. And as a seven-year-old, I'm baffled. Iowa doesn't lose, and they certainly don't lose by 20. What is happening here? Well, they came Roaring back in the second half. It was an incredible game. And uh this is what I want you to hear and listen. See if you know the name that is on the call, Iowa, Illinois,
1: 1987. Weisinger had a block on the play.
3: You know the play by play guy? It
0: sounds the first name that popped into my head was Wayne Larravee. You are exactly right. Wayne Larravee
3: wow. on the call. He did a lot of those games, did did he? a lot of the Illinois games. I remember that growing up, them in Northwestern. I'm sure his outpost in Chicago yeah. as he was doing Bears games, I believe, at that well, now time. now he's doing Packers, right? Yes, and he's yeah. done that now for what, probably 20 a long years? Time. He's been on the Packers call, but he was a uh, part of the Bears uh, network for a long time. Wayne Larivey on the call. Iowa down 22 points Mm. at Illinois on the road. They come back, get the victory, and it was kind of a slow burn to it. They get down 22. B.G. Armstrong comes right up the floor, hits a shot, and they're just trickling back into it. Goes to overtime. They had a couple of chances in over and before overtime came to get it done. But they come back and from there they go on to be ranked number one. So here's the other one, as we'll have Mac and on. I wanted to play for you as they take on Indiana. A couple weeks later, Indiana ranked third in the country. Iowa newly minted number one. Again. Thursday night, uh, this one. It's the graphics of the Iowa Basketball Network. You can find this on YouTube. Go back and check it out. It is absolutely incredible watching this, but uh, (laughs) I, I really love this call from Mac McCausland.
2: Moe in a crowd, puts it up. Gets his own rebound again.
5: Four
1: points for Jeff Moe. And the offensive rebounding by the Iowa Hawkeyes
3: again remains a great offensive weapon. All right, that wasn't the one. Here's the one I think I'm looking for. Gamble pulls it down. Out left let the marble. Showtime. And that
1: will be it. There won't be chips and salsa tonight. You're talking mum champagne, caviar, the works. Gamble scores.
3: This is the number one team in the country. Chips and salsa in 1987. He was talking about it then, Mac McCausland, his signature call after Iowa salts mm. away a victory. Iowa number one. Also in this game, they become the first team ever to score 100 points against a Bobby Knight Jeez. coach team. Remember, this is an Indiana team that goes on to win the national right. championship. Iowa easily could have won the national championship. Let's finish up here. Go to the NCAA tournament opening round. They take on Santa Clara. They absolutely dominate in this game against Santa Clara in the opening round. 99-76 is the final in that one. All 14 players score in the game as Iowa wins it. 99-76, including Les Jepson and Mark Jewell down at the end of the bench. We go to the second round against UTEP. Here's a name you will remember from UTEP. Who is the most famous UTEP basketball player?
0: I don't know, tell me. Tim Hardaway.
3: Uh, okay. The UTEP two-step. Right. His famous double crossover move. Here they are against UTEP and Roy Marble was the man in this game. Back with most games I'm guessing. <laughs> and the follow up by Marble is good. And I- The lead with 5.08 to go. Dick Stockton on the call in that one second round of the NCAA tournament. Iowa down at the half, though, against UTEP, the number seven seed. Hawkeyes, the number two. They come back and get the victory as they hold on and move to the Sweet 16. To the Sweet 16 we go. The final victory from this team, and it comes down to the wire. Hawks down by a point against Oklahoma. Marble. Knocked out of bounds, and it's Iowa ball. And low house, the long arms, able to get a piece of it. It's come down to this. Oh Gamble. Yes! Three with one second left. Oklahoma doesn't get a shot off after they call timeout, and Iowa survives the Sooners and moves on to the Elite Eight. On that play, though, previous, and that the reason I play this, we remember the gamble shot. I'm sure everybody's seen the highlight of that one. But they mentioned Lohaus, the ball out of bounds there. That was off Brad Lohaus. If there was really? replay a 19, and it's not even close. Wow. It is clear as day. Brad Lohaus hit that ball out of bounds. They called it off of Oklahoma, though. Iowa gets the ball back, or they would have been fouling down by a point Mm-mm-mm. in that sequence. It comes that way. Now, as I went back and I watched most of the UCLA game yesterday, there are... UCLA or UNLV. Or UNLV, excuse me, yeah, in the, in the Elite Eight game. The first half, the domination that they had, we remember that, and it very quickly dissipated. I was up 18 at the half, but it felt like in a snap of a finger, UNLV's back within four. I mean, there's 15 minutes left in the second half. That quick? Patio was hitting threes. Armand Gillian, there's an NBA name I think a lot of people remember. A long time. He was getting offensive rebounds all over the place. But the thing that was frustrating, and I remember this vividly also as a youngster, is how Iowa was pulling back. And they weren't aggressive, and they Mm -hmm. weren't attacking like they were in the first half. Up 58-42 at the half and they tried to slow it down. You can't run out 20 minutes of the clock, and they tried to do that. UNLV was right back into the game. Two things that I forgot, though, is Iowa did have a chance to win this. Here is how they at least got the ball back late in the game against the Rebels.
2: In a little zone right now, trying to make sure that they shoot it from the perimeter and don't get it inside. Gamble finally takes the three-point shot. Well, that theory works, at least for Iowa. 82-81. Now, who do you foul?
1: they got to look to the steal. 10-second
0: violation.
3: There it is. They get the bucket, the three-pointer from Gamble, cut it to one as they're down by four, and then the 10-second call. The press, Dr. Tom's press had worked there, and they get the 10-second violation. They get the ball back, and then they look inside for Lowhouse, and the pass is just awesome. Awful. It goes off the side of the backboard from the top of the key. How you do that, I still don't know. It was one of the worst passes you're going to find. Goes out of bounds. UNLV gets it back. Iowa still had another chance. Gamble with down by three. Had an opportunity again. A couple of hands in his face to tie it up. But alas, doesn't happen. UNLV moves on. And Iowa, still maintain, could have won the national title that year. Mentioned Indiana goes on to win it. They scored 100 against the Hoosiers there. That's who they would have played in the Final Four didn't happen, of course. But uh, that one, after the game, after the buzzer went off, I think I've told you this before, sprinted down to my room. My room was in the basement. Eyes just, I'm crying as hard maybe as I've ever cried before. I'm seven. I'm I'm taking this tough because I didn't think this team was going to lose. They were going to go to the Final Four. My mom comes downstairs consoling me and said, it's all right, Hawkeyes are going to make a Final Four. Roy, Ed, DJ, they're just sophomores. (laughs) Uh Well, here we are now, 33 years later, and my mom... Still a liar. Highway's not been to a Final Four.
0: (laughs) Uh, We're a liar. We said we were going to start Restaurant Radio at 10.30. We'll, we'll tighten this up as the days go on. Restaurant Radio next. claxons it's the only rank I pulled in this thing. Claxons has been so good to Trent and I over the years. They're going to lead things off, and then we're going to go one to the next, to the next, to the next. If you would like to have your restaurant be a part of this or your small business, Show at gmail.com. Twice weekly, we're going to devote almost an hour to this. Well, an hour most times when we're on time. Today is one of those days. Shut up, Miller. Go to break. Restaurant Radio next. 1460 kicks. No. 102- That's Joy. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460
5: KXNO. And
0: now on 106.3 FM. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. It's restaurant radio time as Trent and I fly by the seat of our pants. There's a shock. Uh, we uh, This isn't, by the way, this isn't just, you know, Des Moines. Or surrounding area, right. we're going to go up to story to Story County to Ames. We're going to do that. We're going to be in Newton in a few minutes. So again, folks, Ken Miller Show at gmail.com. This costs absolutely nothing. This is uh, brought to us by our friends at Nick Mick, who are. Um, we're, we're Trent and I are very grateful for what they do. They're allowing us to do this. Nick Mc, thank you uh, for making this possible. This will be commercial free, with the exception of the top of the hour, which we are mandated to take a break. We will, and then we'll come back and finish it up. We'll do it again on Thursday, and if the need arises, we can sprinkle in a Wednesday or a Friday or a Monday, or well, we can't do it on the weekend. But you get the point. Uh, again, as we said, going to break. The only uh, the only restaurant that I put on this list uh, was uh, my friend Andy Claxons. Has been so good to uh, to me over the years before I made the worst mistake of my life and left here, Andy was on with me then uh, then when Trent and I were on the air um, we came back over here he joined us right away uh, I grabbed some Claxons to go last week I chewed on it for three days Andy, and it was just as good as day three as it was on day one I grabbed the ribs and the brisket the only mistake I made you, you make such good sausage and I shortchanged myself on the sausage how's things at Claxons?
1: well we're we're kind of going day by day right now our our drive through window is open currently during the week from four p m to eight p m and four p m to eight thirty <coughs> excuse me on the uh the weekends and uh you know even though you know when you've got a dining room that seats two hundred people and you can't do that right. you know business is off uh by a large amount but uh the response has been uh really wonderful um uh, the the staff has been understanding and and uh and, and helpful and the uh the public has been throwing tips through the drive-through window for the staff awesome. like i've never never seen before so so uh humble to beyond belief would be i guess the way to put it
0: that's great, Andy. Really positive news. So, uh, I guess people phone in. So, what time are you answering the phone in Claxons? If you're, you know, you're serving starting at four, are you there in the afternoon? Somebody's, you know, gets a chance to call in at one o'clock, wants to pick it up on the way home. When do you start answering the phones to assemble that takeout for later on in the day?
1: I'd start, uh, I start. I start answering the phones. I get in here about nine, but I've I started answering the phones at 1.30, on a daily basis, and we're happy to take an order to pick up at any time, and uh, between those hours of four and 8 p.m. So so if anybody wants to call in and pick it up on their way home, uh, we do have, you know, our full menu is available, um, minus a couple of very perishable things Unfortunately, we don't have our banana pie at the moment. Um, But uh, everything else on the menu is available on a daily basis, and we're trying to put up specials on Facebook every day and and try to keep us on top of people's
0: minds. Give give us the phone number, Andy. Phone number is
1: 515-967-7979. And you can find our menu at claxonbbq.com
0: And you're about I would say 200 yards east of the Walmart on 8th Street right about 200 yards maybe 100 you're close
1: Yeah yeah it's about a hundred yards from the from the Murphy gas station there and then we're about 100 yards west of the south entrance to Prairie Meadows.
0: South entrance to Prairie Meadows. Andy, uh, best of luck to you, my friend, again. Uh, as I, I tell you every time I see you, so it's a broken record to you. But thank you for being uh, so good to my show over the years and allowing our audience to try and win um, some of the terrific barbecue that uh, you guys put out at Claxons. Andy, we'll do this again in the weeks to come, okay?
1: You bet. I sure appreciate it, Ken. Take care. Yeah,
0: good to talk to you. Uh, Andy from claxon has been really good to Trent and I uh, over the last few years. Uh, let's go to Newton. We said we were going to branch out, and we're going to. Tyler's got an Okaboji grill in Newton, Iowa. Tyler Rosh, am I saying your last name right, uh, Tyler? How are you? Good. How are you doing this morning? Good. So tell me about your restaurant in Newton and tell me what you're, um, you know, kind of what you're up against. Is, you know, sadly, the where, where we're at, none of the uh, restaurants can remain open. But how are you trying to um, do what you do at the Okoboji Grill in, in Newton regarding carryout and those type of things?
4: It's kind of the uh, same thing everybody else is doing right now. Trying to accommodate the community the best we can. Um, we are doing carry out side curb assistance and also delivery but uh you know we're just trying to support everybody that we can especially in small town iowa small this small town
0: community tell us about your menu uh, tyler uh, we
4: basically we have a little bit of everything mostly american but we have pasta fish steak uh pork but um salads. uh pretty much everybody in the community kind of knows everything we got to offer but um, it's kind of variety of everything
0: so uh, this is maybe a little bit unfair but what would you order i mean i'm sure it changes but uh what do you think you know you you want to take something home and uh, what would you do
4: that is a very unfair question i appreciate it
0: <laughs> uh we would i i always i
4: when i go out to eat i always get a steak this is what i eat
0: Yep. Yeah. and you do them right there
4: Absolutely. I mean, I think we do a pretty good job here. Uh, we always going to be from pork from Fairway, so we just can't get any better than that.
0: No, you really can't. Terrific meat department. Do you have a website, Tyler?
4: Yes, we do. It's all. Well, it's actually just on Facebook.
0: Gotcha. That's fine. What is it?
4: Uh, you just Google uh, Oakmoji Grill, and it will pop up on Facebook and then our site's right on there.
0: And the phone number were folks that uh, maybe they're working in central Iowa headed home or listening to us in Newton, we've got the FM signal, and now we, we reach so many parts of Iowa that we didn't before, which is great that we can branch out when we do this. What's the phone number in Newton for Okaboji Grill? 641-792-1023. Uh,
4: 641.
0: One, six, one more time, 641 and twenty three, and Google uh, Okaboji Grill Newton on Facebook. Tyler, best of luck to you. Keep those doors open, and uh, I know uh, I'm. I'm assuming that the support uh, over the first weekend that we've been sadly uh, in this predicament, uh, Newton tuning out and helping you. Uh, absolutely,
4: the community has been tremendously supportive to Wonderful. us, and we're extremely
0: grateful. Tyler, that's great stuff. Thank you, and uh, we um, we we hope things work out. Take care, Tyler.
4: Thank you. You have a great day. Yeah.
0: Thanks very much. Tyler Okaboji Grill. Well, here's a guy I know. Ryan Greening from the keg stand and eggs and jam. We'll do the keg stand first. Ryan, I've, uh, I must follow a whole bunch of people on Twitter or they follow a whole bunch of keg stand fans on Twitter <laughs> because I saw more pictures of your wings from this past weekend. Uh, I think it was $5 a pound. How many pounds of wings did you go through?
6: Oh, we, uh, we got up, uh, like 60, 70 pounds on, uh, Saturday. So, uh, we had a great, great, uh, great turnout for people coming out and getting wings
3: love that place and one of my favorites this is right up the street from where i live and the keg stand is definitely a must stop when everything gets back to normal you also have of course the beer side of things and people are maybe looking to expand their horizons a little bit tell us about not just the food and the great food that you guys have at the keg stand but somebody wants to get a little tasty what you have on the (laughs) beer side of things
6: yeah uh, right now we're doing uh crowler fills a 16 ounce can we fill up with uh, anything we got on taps and uh uh, it's five bucks, and you can pick whatever you want and get as many as you need for the for the night, or for the week, or the weekend.
0: Do you bring those uh, those collars back, Ryan? Is is that the the best no, case? No, it's
6: a it's a one time. Okay, treat. so uh, we we have them. Uh, you just pick what you want. We fill them up, and then uh, they're just uh, it's like having your own. Uh, can of beer whatever whatever you pick
0: i've done that before at your place a couple of times Uh, so let's let's uh, we'll get the eggs and jam in a minute but let's finish up on the cake stand what uh what are your hours at the cake stand you've got more than wings uh but uh, the wings very popular uh tell us what else you've got and and the hours that you're trying to uh help those folks as they pick something up on the way home
6: uh, we kind of altered them a little bit. So, uh, uh Monday and Tuesday, we yesterday we're, today we're open from uh, three to eight. So just kind of a dinner crowd. And then uh, the rest of the week from 11 to seven. And, uh, we're kind of just mixing it up every day, kind of playing it uh, by ear. So if you just uh, follow along on our Facebook or Instagram, uh, uh, we can keep everyone up to date on what we're doing. Like today we're going to do dollar tacos. So you can uh, order up as many tacos as you want for a buck and. Uh, we'll get you get your fed.
0: That's a hell of a deal. Well, I've never been to Eggs and Jam, uh, but I've looked at the menu a number of times over the last uh, previous few months as I keep meaning to get there. It looks like a great breakfast place. I mean, and and the, and the portions, at least some of the pictures, you will fill people up. So, uh, what are you tra- what are you doing at Eggs and Jam as folks can no longer crawl out of bed in the morning and come and sit in the restaurant and uh, and have some uh, some of that great breakfast you guys are putting out? What are you doing at Eggs and Jam?
6: So, eggs and jam, we're just, uh, we're, we're open Friday, Saturday, Sunday for there, um, for just for the, uh, from eight to two. And we kind of modified our menu. So, uh, to make the food carry a little better and, and hold for delivery and, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, a lot of burritos and then we got our, uh, you know, biscuits and sides and stuff like that. So, in addition to that, we've also added some of our drinks. So you can get a, a bottle of uh, Spetka and our Bloody Mary mix, and take that home with you. Or we can—we uh, got some other cocktail options that we've uh, paired up with our breakfast.
3: Eggs and Jam another place uh, close to my house that's one of the family's favorites and Boy, greening has got you surrounded He does. This. <laughs> he's got things figured out over there in WDM. Hey, Ryan, the thing that I, I love too is just the decor inside of that place again. Another one when we get back to a sense of normalcy. Was this your idea because I don't know. Maybe maybe it's, it's his my Ate's I think. Well, she's it,
0: the brains of the outfit. It
3: is unbelievable <laughs> in there. You get all the pictures and the paintings. What a cool cool place you guys have there with Eggs and Jam.
6: Yeah, it's, uh, it was a combination of uh, my wife and I. Just something uh, we had uh, been planning for some time, and just kind of the right right opportunity came along a couple years ago to open it up and did that. It uh, definitely takes away when you can't come in to eat, but uh, mm-hmm. food's still great. So hopefully we can get some people to try and and uh, and then stop back in when we get opened up.
0: Good stuff, Ryan. Listen, we'll do this. Uh, We'll put you back in the rotation in the, uh, in a couple of weeks if we're still at this point, which sadly I believe we will be. But hang in there, Ryan. Greeting. Cake stand and eggs and jam in West Des Moines. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you.
3: Ready to talk about some pizza? Oh, you know you do not have to shake me too far to get some pizza talking. No,
0: they're but, uh How far are they from the back entrance for where our parking lot is on Ingersoll? Oh, okay. yeah. They're right across MLK on the, that would be the north side of the road. Gusto Pizza burst onto the scene, and they've been doing it right ever since and expanding. And John from Gusto Pizza joins Restaurant Radio. Josh uh, Josh Holderness, uh, Trent and Ken. Josh, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing well, and appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing what you're doing with our audience uh, at Gusto Pizza. So let's talk a little bit about Gusto and the history uh behind it. You guys uh, burst onto the scene doing stuff that normally, you know, a lot of pizza places our, uh our restaurants hadn't done. You guys decided to, and boy, you made an impact right off the bat, Josh.
5: Yeah, it was about nine years ago we opened our first location uh, down on Angersall, as you mentioned, about a. Oh, on a good day, maybe a five iron from your studios. Yep, pretty close. Uh, yeah, so we've been rocking
0: pizzas ever since, and have expanded. So where? How many? How many? Where? Where are you all now?
5: We're actually we've got our location on uh, Ingersoll, as we mentioned, and then one at Clock Tower Square in West Des Moines. Um, we had another location in Waukee that we recently rebranded into a. Um, tequila and taco bar called called El Guapo's Tequila nice. and Tacos. And is it open? They are open, yeah. Um, we're doing some taco features out of yep. El Guapo's, um, just nightly from 4 to 7. You can call ahead and they'll, they'll uh, get you taken care of out there. Uh, website is elguaposiowa.com. Uh, so we've got some great taco packages for the family that uh, you can call and order from El Guapo's.
0: I remember. Um, oh, it's been a few years now. Maybe five years ago, you challenged the on-air staff here to come up with their, with their own pizza toppings. Do you remember that? I think I came up with steak and lobster. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, give it yeah. a whirl, right? Um, what's do you remember that?
5: Oh yeah, that's our road to the best gusto bracket challenge. Yeah. Uh, not doing that this year because it always coincides with the NCAA tournament, oh, which
0: of no. course,
5: as we know, is not happening. Yeah, but, sadly.
0: Uh, but it's, it's the right decision. So, Gusto, um, give us your hours. What are you doing? Have you changed your hours as far as takeout and to-go? And I'm assuming that uh, you've been a pretty popular stop. Uh, and why wouldn't you be? You've got great food. So, uh, Gusto, the the website and the hours that you guys are open at both locations.
5: Yeah, com. We have limited our hours a little bit Tuesday through Sunday, 11 to 1 and 430 to 730 p.m., um, Kind of tweaked our menu. with Full menus available for traditional carryout. We are offering some uh, some different options for the first time in our nine years. We're doing some frozen pizzas that you can pick up anytime. Great idea. Or, or call. We've got some limited selections there, but some of our favorites: uh, the Spartacus, the Soprano. We're doing a plain cheese that you can add toppings to, um, and so those are a great option. We also do this is kind of kind of nice. We do par baked pizzas, so. You could do the full menu there, any pizza on the menu or customize your own. We'll cook it kind of halfway, and then you can finish it off in your oven at home. That's a great option. They turn out really well. Uh, my family and I do that all the time. Um, a couple of other great things we rolled out just for this time. We've got the family carryout combo, so that's going to be one large signature pizza, one single-topping 10-inch pizza, and an order of breadsticks for twenty-four ninety-nine. Also going to start tonight uh, doing a lasagna feast so that'll be good for about four to six people. You do uh, a lasagna either vegetarian or with Graziano's Italian sausage mm-hmm. order a cheese bread and uh, either a house salad or Caesar salad that'll be 29.99 and of course anytime while you're stopping and picking those up or doing curbside um, half price wine and beer nice. We all need a little of that these days. So grab, grab a bottle of wine to enjoy with your lasagna or your pizza.
3: Got to set up right, no doubt. So you have the Gusto original. You have Chicago-style deep dish. The Detroit-style pan pizza, New York-style. So you, you kind of hit... All areas there. A lot of
0: people like the Detroit style. That's the the one that I wanted
3: to ask because there are just so few people that have it. Mm -hmm. And I know I haven't had it from Gusto, but you guys do it right. I am sure about it. That one is going to be on the menu at the Cotton Household. Tell us about the Detroit style because it's just not, I don't think, as well-known as the others.
5: Yeah, Detroit's kind of a unique style. It actually started off so that square pan that you may be familiar with. Originally, way back when, the reason it was a square pan is because they would use... um, um, auto parts pans cook those in that's <laughs> why it's sense. called detroit style yeah, yeah. and uh, so it's kind of a pan style crust Get that really nice crispy edge around uh, around the sides the the cheese almost chars a little bit that's some of the best part mm. but the, yeah the detroit style is awesome kind of uh, quickly becoming one of my favorites
0: i bet josh uh, keep the doors open best of luck to you with gusto and the taco play give us the, t- the name of the taco restaurant one more time
5: El Guapo's Tequila and Tacos. That's just uh, west of Des Moines Golf and Country Club in West Des Moines.
0: Good stuff, Josh. Uh, Best of luck to you, all right? Alright, thanks guys. Have a great day. Yeah, you do the same. Well, uh, all this food, let's wash it down. Our final stop, I guess, uh, this portion. We're going to do this into the second hour uh, of the show. We're going to head up to Ames to start things off uh, and then we've will we probably got what, five or six more to mm-hmm. get to, but let's wash it down. It's time to put Barntown Brew in the
3: spotlight. You ready to do that, Trent Condon? Another one of my favorites as we head back oh, out. Well, you get west. around, dude. Well, you know, I don't just stay in my basement all day long, even <laughs> during normal times like you do, and this place. You mentioned the beer, which is awesome. Their sours, I'm a sour fan, are as good as I've you're have never going had to one. Oh, it is so, one. so tasty. But then their food, and that's the place that you hear some tap rooms, you hear some brewers, ah, oh, they're making food. Yeah. Town does it absolutely right. JB, thanks for joining us, and I've seen what you guys are doing on Carry Out. My friends that live right next to you guys, they've already taken it, and, and this is going to be certainly on our list. How are you guys holding up over there, JB?
2: We're doing darn well, man. I, you know, the, the big thing that's come clear—it was already evident to us how much the community appreciated us. Yeah. But it—it it, it tells uh, uh, the story of. of Milwaukee area, you realize that the majority of these people must be from small towns because they take Iowa Nice to another level.
0: Wow, that's great! That's really good to hear. So you're seeing this even through these trying times. Well, tell us about your business. Uh, when what put the idea in your head, and from the time that you had the idea to the time the front door flew open and and open you were, how long did that process take? And where and um, and tell us, you know, um, all about the business.
2: Well, you know, our doors have been open for three years, but Pete Faber, who's my good friend from the age of 14, he started washing dishes at Sheffield's on Ingersoll, uh, you know, in 1989. So this has been something that's been going on for a long time. He had a lot of luck in Chicago with a variety of businesses, and he had this this thing gestating in his mind for at least six years prior to our doors opening. So uh, the idea of craft culture... You know, people think of that when they think of beer. Mm-hmm. But when we apply that to food and craft culture really just means giving a darn, trying it hard. And trying to make something special and unique. He has applied that not only to you know, his beer, but also to our to our food, uh, to our team and moreover to our community. We try hard to maintain relationships and they clearly Clearly, are feeling us because we're feeling them.
0: Oh, that's great to hear. So, you know, I guess in the, the you know, I've never talked to, uh, you know, small business owners such as yourself along these lines. The, the weeks leading up to it, what's the anxiety like? Thinking to yourself, boy, I think this got a really good chance to be really popular. We're very, we, we're very good at brewing beer. Uh, the, the menu looks as though that's going to uh, go hand in hand with what we're doing. What was the anxiety level leading up to throwing the doors open and, and hoping that people would come?
2: Well, I mean, when you, hang, when you hang your whole life on, on one right. idea like he did, and, and the rest of us that came to help him out, you know, on an anxiety meter of 10, of course, that's a 20 sub. Yeah. But, you know, it, once you get open and things start to smooth out, you start working out your operating procedures, you start, you start really seeing the, the community kind of gather around you and appreciate you, you know you're on the right track, and that drops real fast.
0: Uh, growlers or growlers, what have you got available?
2: You know, we are, for the time being, we are not refilling growlers for people, but we do produce crowlers. We're crowling all our beers, and a lot of our regular fans who often, you know, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, know that there are sometimes beers that aren't available in those growlers. Everything's available. Mm -hmm. Everything's available unless we have it in a bottle and a can. We did include, or rather, add a canning line about six months ago. So we're ready to sell your beer to go all day long, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. any day of the
0: week. That's good stuff. So what would you take home? What's your favorite?
2: You know, I tend to, it really depends on, you know, beer serves so many different purposes. If I'm having a standalone (laughs) beer, I'm going Raspberry Drive-In right now. That's a great, great little shake IPA that's got lots of flavor. But those that know me personally know sometimes beers are just commas between whiskey shots. So if I need something (laughs) mild that goes well with my bourbon, I'll go with an enamored amber.
3: Another thing, JB, that I love about Barntown, I can bring the family there. Great food for the kids. It is it's a family atmosphere. Yeah, it's a brewery. Yeah, you got great food, high end, certainly bar food, but on top of it, great place to bring the kids and and it for the takeout that we're going through right now, food that the kids are actually gonna eat at home. Sometimes we need that. You guys do a great job, family at Barntown.
2: Absolutely. You know, I, I see a lot of people bring their kids in because hey, you know, fried chicken, cheeseburgers, and, and even even grilled cheeses to appeal to kids. Mm-hmm. Those same people come back later at night and have beers with us, but you're right. These food options are very approachable, very affordable, and just, you know, just darn good.
0: Can't wait till those people are actually allowed to come back and have with you. That means we'll be past that. Hang in there, uh, Barntown Brewing. Thanks for uh, popping on and sharing your story with our audience. Take care.
2: Thank you, guys. Thank you, Waukeith.
0: All right, uh, Barntown Brewing. Off we go to Ames when we come back. We've probably got five or six, maybe more than that, six or seven more to get to. We'll do that. Zuba Mehente, Mac McCausland, Hour 2, Miller & Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.